Ten days ago, the Bureau of Labor Statistics announced that America added 266,000 net new jobs in April. While that's old news, the mystery regarding why that number was so disappointing lingers. Many economists were anticipating a job growth estimate north of 1 million. Given fiscal stimulus, rising vaccination rates, and easing business restrictions, the expectation has been that the pace of job growth will be far more robust than what occurred in April. There are numerous potential explanatory factors. Many businesses, especially small ones, remain cautious about ramping up hiring in an effort to keep costs low and amass cash. As indicated by writers Sarah Cheney Cambone and Gwyn Guilford, many others report that they can't find enough workers due to expanded unemployment insurance benefits. Furthermore, many would-be workers may also be reluctant to rejoin the labor market given ongoing fears of infection. Others continue to deal with childcare responsibilities in the context of remote learning at many schools. Wages rose in April as some employers lifted pay to attract more people. The average work week expanded to 35 hours, an indication that employers are utilizing their existing staffs for lengthier periods given hiring constraints. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. For months, food processors have been warning Americans about rising food prices. Those higher prices have arrived. As reported by Bloomberg, seafood prices were up nearly 19% on average during a 13-week period that ended April 24th. The cost of baked goods like donuts rose nearly 8% according to Nielsen IQ data. The price of fruit is up about 8% and bagels up nearly 7 In fact, according to that source, 50 of the 52 categories monitored by that provider of data are more expensive than a year ago, with only the prices of butter and milk holding essentially flat. These rising food prices are occurring simultaneously with rising fuel prices, and that is also pinching consumers. Demand for groceries has been elevated during the pandemic, so grocers have not had to discount as many items as they might normally. There has also been a general rise in commodity prices around the world, and shipping costs have also been on the rise both globally and domestically. Food inflation is also impacting restaurant chains. At the parent company of Applebee's and IHOP, packaging, pork, and pancake mix prices are rising sharply. The same can be said about chicken, with companies reporting surging demand and occasional shortages. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. According to the California Department of Finance, California's population declined last year for the first time in at least 120 years. To be more precise, America's most populous state lost 182,000 83 people in 2020. As indicated by the Wall Street Journal, analysts attribute the decline to rising death totals, diminished immigration, and fewer births. While the pandemic played a part, the declining population is shaped in part by trends that have been long-lived. More people have left California for other states than have been arriving for all but two of the last 30 years. State officials believe that California's population will rise this year, with the pandemic expected to be less of a driver of demographic shifts. California was the epicenter of the nation's surge in COVID-19 cases for much of the past winter. More than 61,000 Californians have died from the virus. The California Policy Lab released a report in March indicating that the state lost 139,000 residents on net during the fourth quarter of 2020 alone due to migration to other states. That was an unusually large number. An unusually large number of people also left the San Francisco Bay Area for other parts of the state. In many instances, the departures were to far less expensive communities. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. 
When people think about Silicon Valley, they may think about fabulously successful, often young, billionaires. People like Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg or Tesla founder Elon Musk. But not everyone in Silicon Valley is a billionaire, and the high cost of living there renders life difficult for many. According to the Silicon Valley Institute for Regional Studies, during the depths of the pandemic, four out of ten families in the area with children were not sure that they would have enough to eat on any given day. This is partially attributable to the high cost Cost of housing, according to the California Association of Realtors, and as reported by the New York Times, the median home price in Santa Clara County, home to Apple and the parent company of Google, is now 1.4 million dollars. The result is that the valley has become increasingly inhospitable financially for mid-level engineers, food truck workers, and others. In 2019, Facebook announced that it would supply one billion dollars in loans, grants, and land toward creating more affordable housing in the area. Of that pledge, 25 million dollars would go toward building housing for educators. But if you do the math, even 25 million dollars translates into relatively few new units. Even a billion dollars barely begins to scratch the surface. Of the challenge for WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Anibon Basu. As is well known, many Americans have given up their employment in order to monitor children who have been learning remotely. This group includes not just a significant number of mothers, but also a growing population of fathers. According to the Pew Research Center, in 2016, dads made up 17% of all stay-at-home parents in America. That was up from 10% in 1989. Indeed, over the course of decades, dads as a group have become much more active parents. As reported by CNBC, in 2016, fathers reported spending an average of eight hours a week on childcare, about triple the time they spent in 1965. Fathers also reported putting in about 10 hours a week on household chores in 2016, up from just four hours in 1965. Ironically, among the two most popular television shows in 1965 were Bonanza and the Andy Griffith Show, which both featured highly engaged fathers. Despite the progress, mothers continued to supply more effort in the home than fathers. In 2016, mothers spent an average of about 14 hours a week on childcare and 18 hours a week on housework. Still. Fathers are making progress along this dimension, and there are several underlying factors. One is that women are increasingly progressing in terms of educational attainment and in the workplace. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Anibon Basu.